What is up everyone? Welcome back to another video. Today we are having a look at the final FPL draft I'm putting together before I lock it in at the start of the season. What is up everyone, FPL Harry here and today it is time to have a look at how my team is lining up. Of course we had the Community Shield yesterday, we've had injuries during preseason since I last recorded to both Gabriel Jesus and Nkunku. So today we're having a look at an update of how my draft is looking. I apologise to anyone who's followed the channel for a little while but we're going into the final week so anyone who's new around here please I just want to remind you of my ranks over the past couple of seasons. Three top 4k finishes in a row and when you aggregate that all together it gives me a rank of fourth in the world over the past three seasons combined. When someone sent me that and we worked it out it was crazy. I was like, there's only three people in the world with a better overall rank if you combine all of our past three seasons together. Was crazy, crazy. So I am going to put that in here. But now let's dive in and have a look at my draft. Of course, we're going to start in goal. And I have made a bit of a change here to what we've seen before. Johnson of Crystal Palace has come in. The more I look at it, the more I just don't think that Onana is really worth the 5 million that people are paying for him, particularly because we might have a 4.0 goalkeeper. Now, Turner, who is currently listed at Arsenal, is heavily linked with signing for Nottingham Forest. You can see a tweet here from Fabrizio Romano, the man himself, saying that the deal is almost done. Personal and sort of official terms have been agreed. They're just ironing out the details. Now, the best thing about this is he's a 4.0 million keeper and he rotates well with the Crystal Palace goalkeeper. Crystal Palace had the fourth best expected goals conceded last season of any team, only behind Manchester City, Newcastle and Arsenal, the three best defences in the league and fourth came Crystal Palace. So Johnson looks like he's taken the place of Gaeta as their number one goalkeeper from the end of last season. 4.5 million for him, 4 million for Turner as our first choice. Now, New Nottingham Forest are being linked with Henderson however it's unlikely that it's going to take place before about game week three or four which means even if I only get Turner for that game week two fixture where they play Sheffield United at home and then Johnson does have Arsenal that will be good enough for me and if he does stay number one that's fine the only issue we've got with him is he's currently an Arsenal player this draft has three Arsenal players in it at the moment already so I actually can't own Turner which is why he's highlighted in blue at the moment, in theory, it's Ariola who's actually in my draft. But I'm hoping that the deal gets done before game week one and FPL move him from Arsenal to Nottingham Forest before the game week one deadline so that I can go and own him in my team. Moving into defence, and there are changes here. We've sold John Stones. The more I look at it, the more I think if I have Stones, Gabriel, Stupin and Chilwell, I'm just benching a great asset every week. And it is John Stones that I've gone and sold just because they have two away fixtures and they're opening three against newly promoted teams who love to start the season well. Plus they have Newcastle. Plus I like the other three assets more. So we've got Gabriel. Those Arsenal fixtures are so good. They look pretty good defensively against Manchester City in the Community Shield as well. So I'm happy with him. Astupanan as well, their first three features. He also got an assist in the most recent preseason friendly, having won a penalty as well. And we'll get onto the Brighton penalty taker in just a moment. Ben Chilwell as well. Liverpool on the opening day, but apart from that, their fixtures to start the season are really nice and I do want a piece of that Chelsea team. That does mean we have two 4.0 options in here in Kabore and Bulldog. For me, they are the two 4.0s I've gone with at the moment. I could go with Bayer at Burnley. However, these two do rotate quite well. I know I want Kabore. He plays right wing back for losing town, so the attacking threat is there. 
Luton Town are okay defensively, but they do blank in game week two, which is why I didn't want to go with Bayer and Kabore because they both blank in game week two. So I have gone with Bordock. Now, Bordock isn't completely nailed, but he has started the most recent preseason friendlies and he has Premier League experience, which cannot be understated when picking your early lineup from a manager's point of view. So he might be thinking, do I go with a player? I've got two players who I can't really pick between. I'm going to go with the one that knows the league a little bit more. So Bordock is in there along with Cabore. Now, Moving into midfield now, we've gone and sold Phil Foden. Of course, Phil Foden didn't start in the Community Shield, so I've had to sell him. Now, I personally think he will start against Burnley in game week one. I don't really doubt that. But the more I look at it, the more I'm not convinced about his minutes going forward. Kevin De Bruyne is back already, which means we know he's going to start. Rodri's going to start. Grealish is going to start. Haaland's going to start. That leaves two positions in their midfield and their attack combined. Bernardo Silva, Kovacic. Phil Foden and Alvarez, four of them fighting for two places. And you'd have to expect that Bernardo Silva is going to lock down one in pretty much every game. So depending on the match, Kovacic, Alvarez or Phil Foden could all start. So there's too much risk going into the start of the season there, despite me thinking he's going to start against Burnley on the opening day. That doesn't mean this draft only has one Manchester City player. And given their opening run of fixtures, that is a little bit of a concern, but the rotation is just too much for me. We have Bakai Saka, who's been in all of my drafts, along with Marcus Rashford as well. They are the main men for their teams. We saw Manchester United win 3-0 in their most recent preseason friendly, where they played all of their starters. Fernandes looked great, but Marcus Rashford is the one who got a goal and assist. Fernandez does look good. His underlying numbers are really good. We just need someone who can finish. And they've signed Hoyland. Now, Hoyland, he's not going to be available for the start of the season. So Fernandez is an easy second Manchester United asset for me, especially given I don't want Phil Foden. Then the second Arsenal player we've gone in is Gabriel Martinelli. Of course, Gabriel Jesus is now out injured. So I've gone and got Martinelli as my second one playing on the left wing along with Saka. A little bit concerned that in the Community Shield, Martinelli got taken off after about 70-75 minutes for Trossard who did look pretty good, did get the assist for the own goal that did get them the equaliser. Do think Martinelli should start the season though. I actually think that they're not going to start the season with Kai Havertz up front. It's just not the best solution for them. And Ketia, or probably Trossard up there is actually the best solution, which I think is pretty good for Martinelli's minutes. So I'm happy to start the season with him and Bakayo Saka. And now my 6.5 million midfielder has changed again because Brian and Buemo has also picked up an injury in preseason. It has gone to Eze. I've gone with Eze over Matoma because when picking those 6.5 million midfielders, I think it's really key to pick those players who have lots of route to points. Now, what I mean by that is Matoma looks great. His open play threat is great. He's such a quality player. Their first three fixtures are great, but after that, they get more difficult. However, both Eze and Mbwemo are on penalties, are on set pieces and have that open play threat as well. So even if they're not having a good game, they could get a penalty and score it. They could take a corner and it get headed in, which is why I like Eze and Mbwemo the most. Now, Mbwemo is rumoured that he should be okay for the start of the season. And if he is, I still think I will go with Mbwemo over Eze. However, Mbwemo is currently yellow flagged at the moment. If we don't get confirmation that he's going to be fit for the start of the season, Eze will be my fifth midfielder. And then we move up front and there's a lot to talk about here. Erling Haaland is my number one option. Of course he is. He's in all our drafts. He's not going anywhere. Only played 60 minutes in the Community Shield so that he's ready for the start of the season. And then I've made changes. It is Nkunku and it is Jao Pedro up front together. Now, you're probably thinking, Harry, Nkunku is injured. Why on earth is he in your draft? And Jao Pedro, why is he in there as well? So, first of all, Nkunku is likely to only miss Liverpool at home and maybe West Ham in game week two. There seems to be confirmation that he's going to be back by game week three, if not game week four, at the very latest at the end of August. Now, I did have Ollie Watkins in here, but then I started to think I don't actually have any Brighton attack 
Then I saw Brighton take their preseason friendly on Sunday. Jao Pedro started again in the number 10 behind the striker and he's on penalties as well. Every player that could have been on penalties was on the pitch, plus Jao Pedro. Jao Pedro took it over the likes of Matoma, over the likes of Danny Welbeck, and most importantly, over the likes of Pascal Gross as well, who's on most set pieces. So what I will have the ability to do is start Jao Pedro in those first three fixtures that they have against Luton, Wolves, and West Ham. And by the time those fixtures run out, Nkunku will be back ready to start his lovely run of fixtures against Luton and Nottingham Forest, and then onwards, with those Chelsea runner fixtures. I did think I could just sell both of these and go and get Ollie Watkins in here, plus a 4.5 million striker. However, Watkins plus a 4.5 million striker is only 0.5 less than Nkunku and Jao Pedro together. Plus, I already have that Chelsea forward in place, ready for when he returns and those nice runner fixtures do start. So this team would be a 3-5-2 and I would start Jao Pedro early, then Nkunku would come in when he is back and ready. Plus, this draft has 0.5 million in the bank. Finally, I've put together a draft with 0.5 million in the bank. And the part of it was that 4.5 goalkeeper with Turner as the backup. As long as he goes before the start of the season. If he doesn't, then that will probably just be Ariola or another 4.0 that I could go with. So this is my latest draft. I really feel like we are locking in a lot of the players here before game week one. There will be a team selection video later on in the week, plus of course the deadline stream as well. But I really don't see this team changing very much unless we get confirmation on a few bits of injury news like Mbwemo, how long Nkunku's gonna be out and even Gabriel Jesus as well. As a reminder, those previous ranks above me, fourth in the world in FPL over the past three seasons. Thank you all so much for watching. Make sure you've liked, subscribe as well. Turn on those notifications. We've got such useful stuff for you between now and the start of the season and you won't miss any updates on my draft as well. Thank you all so much for watching and I'll be back again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.